Hello, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. I'm so delighted that you joined me today, those of you that are watching and those of you that are listening. Uh, Normally, I have a guest, but I have a special message today uh, for you, and I pray and believe that it will be a blessing to you. Have you ever faced awkward situations where you prayed for something and you believed for something and you expected something to happen and it didn't happen? At least it didn't happen when you thought it was going to happen. (laughs) I have faced so many situations like that in my life. Maybe you're facing a situation like that right now. I remember when I was a boy, I guess I must have been about 10 years old, um, I had developed warts on my left hand and I'm left-handed. And I played sports. I played baseball, basketball, football, every, anything that had a ball to it, I played. And I would come home at night and my hand would bleed from the warts because uh, the football, the baseball, the basketball, as I threw it or shot it or whatever it was, it would rip the top of those warts off and they would bleed and bleed and they were spreading. 22 of them went down my finger, right th- through the, the palm, almost the palm of my hand and out to my thumb, even to the, out the back of my thumb. And they were spreading. And my mother had all she could take of it. And she said, we're gonna go to the doctor and have them burned off. Well, burned off was not something that I was looking forward to. (laughs) That back in those days, this was now the late 1950s and they did not have the sophisticated equipment then that they had now. When when you say they were gonna burn them off, that's exactly what it meant. (laughs) They were gonna burn them off. Well, my father came home and he said, well, that's fine, Evelyn, but let's also pray and believe for healing. And I said, yes, please, let's pray. (laughs) So uh, he took me into their bedroom and sat me down on the bed. And he said, son, I'm gonna pray for you. And when I do, I want you to release your faith. And I said, what do you mean release your faith? He said, well, you need a point of contact. And I said, what do you mean point of contact? He said, Richard, a point of contact is something that you do. And when you do it, you release your faith. And he showed me how to do that, which which I, I did. And uh, he prayed and he he used the example of the light switch on the wall. He said, the light switch has no power, but you flip the switch and you touch the power company. He said, well, your faith is like that in your heart. And he said, now, when I pray, you flip that switch in in, in essence, and you let your faith go to God and let's believe for those works to disappear. Well, he began to pray and he came to a point where, where he said, now release your faith. And I did. I just said, God, I I give you my faith. I believe God. And I looked down and every wart was still there. And I didn't understand. (laughs) And he looked at me and he said, son, now we prayed and we believed and we've expected. Now let's just keep expecting a miracle. Well, sometimes things happen when we think they're going to happen. Sometimes they come over a period of time. Sometimes miracles take a while. Why? I don't know. I'm not God. (laughs) Well, the next morning I woke up and they were still there. Next morning, I woke up, they were still there. Next morning, the third morning, they were still there. Fourth morning, fifth morning, sixth morning, all 22 wards were still there. Seventh morning, eighth morning, ninth morning, they were still there. But on the 10th morning, when I woke up, I looked at my hand, which was what I did immediately, you know, all those 10 days. I looked at my hand and every wart had disappeared. They were gone. And I've never had another wart on that hand. You can see it, not, not a wart, nothing there. It didn't happen exactly how I thought it was going to happen, but it happened. Sometimes waiting for your miracle is not easy, but that's not the time to stop believing. 
Now, I've faced other situations like that that have been awkward, where I prayed and I expected a miracle and it didn't seem to happen. I remember once I went down to Tampa, Florida to be a part of a, a CTN's telethon, Christian station. And uh, when I got there, uh, I, I, I was uh, met by several of the staff members, a brother and a sister. And they said, would you, would you let us bring our dad to you to lay hands on and, and pray over him? He has stage four cancer. And I said, well, sure. And so they brought him that night uh, to the studio and we went to a little prayer room in the television studio just off the side. And I spent time with the family and I laid hands on the dad and prayed for his healing. Well, uh, a week or so later, I, I heard that the man died. And I just, I felt so strong when I prayed for him. And it didn't happen. Well, a few weeks later, I, I was back down in Tampa at the same station doing another program. And um, I was invited to be a part of a, of a luncheon in which they were honoring those who helped on the telethon. Well, I got invited to go since I was there. So I went to the luncheon and lo and behold, of course, this brother and sister were there and it was a little awkward. Uh, you know, I, I, I prayed for the dad and he died. And um, several of the staff members were, given, were giving testimonials on the, mic, the microphone and uh, the, the sister, uh, one of the, 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 the man's daughter, uh, went up to talk. And I was sitting there, it's awkward. I'd prayed for her dad, he died. And, uh, and she began to talk and she said, uh, said, Richard, I just want to thank you. Well, it shocked me, I'm, I was surprised. Why was she thanking me? Her dad died. She said, what you don't know, all you know is that my dad died. And everybody here at the studio was praying. Everybody, all of our staff members, everyone we knew was praying for his healing. But Richard, what you don't know is that night when you prayed for him, he had a miracle. For the first time in months, he was totally out of pain. And he had been in such pain for months and he became irritable and angry. Nobody wanted to be around him. Uh, the doctors had done all they could do medically. Uh, they had given him all the pain medicine they could, and yet he was in constant pain for months. And he was really tough to be around. But when you prayed for him, God did a miracle. For a week, he was totally out of pain. He was himself again. And we got to spend the most wonderful week with our dad that we would not have been able to spend uh, with him had you not been there to pray for him. Well, you know, sometimes there are unknown and unseen factors. I, John Osteen, uh, Joel Osteen's father, uh, John pastored that great church in Houston before, uh, until he, he passed away and then Joel took it over. Well, John used to say there are unknown and unseen factors and Richard, as a human being, you'll never be able to figure it out. I remember, um, a few years ago, I was in Guatemala City, in Guatemala, in Central America for a crusade. And a woman came up to me and said, do you remember me? And I said, well, ma'am, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't recognize you. Who are you? And she said, well, do you remember when you and your wife came to Guatemala back in the 1980s? I said, sure. We had a crusade there. In fact, I said, I remember the last day, I think I laid hands on 5,000 people. And she said, well, I was there. She said, do you remember the little six-year-old girl that was 
dying of cancer and she was still on the front row with her grandmother? I said, yes. She said, well, they brought me from the hospital for you to pray. She said, all the other children in that hospital ward died. But my grandmother brought me to that crusade for you to pray for. And you came off the platform and you prayed for me. And I said, yes, I remember. And I never heard what happened. And she said, well, God healed me. And look at me now. She said, I'm healthy. By this time she was in her, I think she was in her thirties. I said, well, what are you doing now? She said, I'm a dentist here in Guatemala City. You know, you just don't ever, you just don't know. That's why you pray and you believe and you just hold on to your faith and you never let go. I never heard what happened to her until I guess 25, 30 years later, I found out what happened. You just, just don't try to be so analytical. Don't try to figure everything out. God has his own timetable. God has his own schedule. Sometimes miracles happen when you think they're going to happen. Sometimes they come later. Sometimes, sometimes they don't come at all. But that doesn't mean that God's fallen off the throne. I remember once I was in Kenya in East Africa and we were preparing for a crusade. This was back in about 2009 or so. And uh, the pastors had uh, had a luncheon for me. And we were upstairs above the church in a little room having lunch when they brought a woman to me for prayer. Now, we're, I was in the middle of eating a fried chicken dinner. And they said, she has AIDS and she's dying. Would you pray for her? Well, naturally, I, I used a napkin, wiped off my hands and went right to her to pray for her, laid hands on her. I mean, she was emaciated. She just looked terrible, dying of AIDS. And uh, I laid hands on her and prayed and you know, it didn't look like anything happened. And when that happens, you know, I always, I always say, God, what, what's going on here? Because sometimes, sometimes I can tell by the Spirit what's happening, and sometimes I can't. And uh, we finished our meal. Well, we came back, we came back for the crusade six months later. And this woman <laughs> came up to me and said, "Do you do you remember?" Well, I, I'd forgotten. And she said, I was that woman. She said, when you prayed for me, it may have looked like nothing happened, but God totally healed me from AIDS, confirmed by the doctors. And we, we brought her up on the platform. She stood on the last day. We had 200,000 people in the crowd. She stood that last day on the platform and gave the testimony of how God healed her. You know, You've just got to do whatever God lays on your heart. Now, sometimes God tells me to do things that I, I don't want to do because I don't want to be embarrassed. Uh, I don't, and I certainly don't want to fail, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to look bad. And, and that's the human side of me. And that's, that's me feeling inadequate. Well, I am inadequate because I know I'm not the healer. I'm just the one who prays. I remember, well, I was talking about Joel Osteen a little while ago. I remember I was in his dad's church, Lakewood a Church there in Houston, and uh, before, before John passed and uh, we finished the service and I came back into the little green room and they were serving sandwiches. And the Lord said uh, to me, do you see that man standing over there? I said, sure. Well, that man's a surgeon and he's lost the use of his fingers, the dexterity in his hand, and he can't do surgery anymore. I want you to go over there and pray for him. <laughs> Stupidly, I said, Lord, I'm eating a sandwich. <laughs> 
sometimes God interrupts you and gives you an impression to do something. I said, that's about one of the stupidest things I've ever said. God, I'm eating a sandwich. (laughs) And he said, go over there and lay hands on him. I said, God, I was just in a healing service. He was in there. Go there and lay hands on him. So I, I walked over and I said, doctor. And he said, yes. I said, the Lord just spoke to me and told me you're losing the dexterity of your fingers and you're going to lose your surgical practice. He said, well, that's right. Well, I had no way of knowing that. He didn't tell me. Nobody else told me. But the Holy Spirit revealed that to me. And I said, can I pray for you? And I, I wiped my hands off. I had, a, I had a sandwich in my hand. And I, I laid hands on him. And, and I didn't know exactly what happened. But he was suddenly he started moving his fingers. And he said, I, I can go back to practicing medicine again. You know, you've just got to be obedient. Uh, I, I like to say it this way. Instant, in, and out of season. God may lead you to do something that you're uncomfortable in doing or, or some situation you pray over. It may not turn out exactly the way you thought it was going to turn out at the time, but don't stop believing for a miracle. You know, my sister and her husband were killed in a plane crash back in the 1970s, but that didn't mean I stopped flying. Okay. I travel all over the world. I'm not scared to get on an airplane. No, because my sister and brother-in-law were killed in a plane doesn't mean I'm going to stop flying. Uh, God will lead you to do things that you may or may not be completely comfortable with. It happens to me all the time, so I understand. But I've learned over the years, when I feel an impression from the Lord, I've learned how to say, God, what are you saying and what do you want me to do? And I just throw caution to the wind sometimes, and I say things to people. Uh, I remember once I, I said to a, a man, I had no idea who he was or what he was. I said, how long have you wanted to quit smoking? It just came out of my mouth before I knew it. He said, well, I've, I've wanted to quit. I've tried to quit. I didn't know he smoked. And he reached in his pocket and pulled out a pack of cigarettes. I, I didn't see him. I didn't smell smoke on him. But the Lord said, ask him how long he's been wanting to quit. And then lay hands on him. And I did. (laughs) I heard from him later. He totally quit. Sometimes God may impress you to do something that you just don't quite understand. Just be obedient. You say, well, what if I miss it? Well, maybe you will. Maybe you will. You know, you are a human being. Maybe you will miss it a time or two. But if you're listening to the Lord, you won't miss it very much. There have been times when I uh, want to give a word of knowledge to someone in a crowd and I miss it a person or two. It's, it's the next person I'm giving the word for. It, it's okay. We're human beings. And I think God allows us to miss it sometimes to, rem, to remind us that we're human beings and he's the healer. So when you face an awkward moment where you feel an impression to talk to a mom or a dad or a son or a daughter about a certain subject or, or, or you feel like you should be praying for somebody and you'd like, or you want to be a witness to someone and you, you just don't quite feel comfortable, just ask the Holy Spirit, exactly what he wants you to do and how he wants you to do it and launch out into the deep. Now, you know, I've, I've only been turned down once for prayer once, only once. And I think that's because even people who don't know the Lord are not against prayer. When I go to a hospital to pray for someone uh, who's ill before I leave the hospital, there are others who come out of their rooms and say, would you come pray for my dad? Come pray for my daughter. Come pray for my wife. 
There's a, because I think there's a, there's a prayer shaped vacuum that's in every person. Everybody knows there's a higher power. And even people who don't know the Lord want to receive prayer. And only once in my, in my whole life do I ever remember being turned down. I remember once I tried to pray for a woman, a very, very important, very powerful woman who had cancer. And I, I called and tried to pray and she said, no, no, I don't want your prayers. That's only happened once in tens of thousands of times. But I didn't let that stop me. I prayed for her anyway. <laughs> she didn't know it, but I prayed. So when you face awkward situations, say to the Lord, what are you trying to say and what are you trying to do and what do you want me to do? And I believe he will lead you. Okay? Ask him. Say, God, what are you trying to show me? And what do you want me to do? I believe the gifts of the Spirit work through all Christians and, and God, God allows you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit so you can act according to his will. And I pray this is a blessing in your life. And I pray over you right now for the peace of God that passes all understanding to come into your heart and for you just to rest in God and know that he is in control. He's got his hands on the control. Okay. He's got his hands on the steering wheel. And I pray God's richest blessings upon your life in every area of your life in Jesus' mighty name. Join me next week for a, another outstanding guest on Expect a Miracle. See you then. Text giving is now available. It's as simple as taking out your mobile phone and opening your text app. If you're in the USA, text RRM to 833-881-6442. Now, if you're in Canada, text RRM Canada to 77977. Your generosity makes a difference.